back. Another Sunday, 12 noon. My phone is going off. Need to shut that down. Oh my God. Um, so oof. I've had so many secrets in the bag lately. Um, mainly because I'm trying to multitask. And everyone always says to me, What don't you do? I do sleep. I used to say that, but I do sleep. Um, I think back with fashion week going on in New York City, when I was heavily in the fashion world and mainly focusing on that, I didn't sleep. I would get home from a fashion show um, or the after party and have to hurry up and be every paparazzi and blogger to post my stuff first and get it up there. But now I sleep because I don't really, I'm not in like heavily involved in it anymore. I feel like my whole let's say my brain waves have understood that my life is with mom and pops. I will always support mom and pops. That's what my blog, thequeenbuzz.com was built on. We are going to be next year in April is 10 years, guys, 10 years. Am I going to do that? Hold the one and zero giant balloon and take a picture? Yes. Yes, I am. I am basic. I'm going to do that. But the other thing that just launched, which I've kind of I'm multitasking right now, um, but I am collaborating with Kim DiPaola. You guys know her. She owns the store Posh. Um, She was on Botched. She was on Vivica Fox's Face, uh, not Face the Music. I forget the show. She's going to kill me for messing it up. Sorry, Kim. And um, most of you know her as uh, a frequent flyer on The Real Housewives of New Jersey. And we launched this podcast yesterday. I said to her, I said, listen, I will collaborate with you, but we all know this is about you. Like you are the star of this podcast. I'll just be the background voice of reason (laughs) and add some uh, awesome music to the background and call it a day. But that launched yesterday. It's called The Queens and it's on anchor.fm and Spotify as of right now. As far as my podcast, it kind of fits in where I'm at right now because today's episode, we are on episode eight, guys, episode eight. Now, I don't have to end season two with episode 12. I think I might go to like 13 or 15, Um, but I mean, this is crazy. I had my first podcast. I collaborated with a friend of mine, and now I am on this podcast, so I kind of morphed this into season two because technically I'm two seasons into doing podcasts, and today it's about stress. What stress? I'm fine, and oh man, I think I'm experiencing a little bit of it, Uh, back to work, full-time teacher, trying to now balance all this stuff with my full-time job. And it's not, I don't want to say it's like tiring me out because I love what I do, but I am going to be honest about the stress and what I'm feeling. So let's get into this. Let's get started. And those of you who say I'm fine, hopefully, hopefully something comes from this podcast where you're like, I need to be a little more real. So let's be real. Like I said, it's it's okay to feel stress. Um, it's okay to not understand it. And I think that sometimes is a bigger stress trigger because we feel this tension, whether it's in a headache, um, our palms get sweaty, or maybe we're just like so locked up in our shoulders and we're trying to understand like, why am I feeling this? Why am I feeling this? It's okay. It's okay to not fully understand it but it's not okay to ignore it. So let's start off with that. We in this world, 
we live, maybe, I don't know if it's just like, it's not just New Jersey. I mean, New Jersey, New Jersey, New Jersey, New York, I mean, tri-state area, and it's not just here, but we live this fast-paced world. We are so different from Europe where they're just like, hey, I have to go take a nap midday. Sorry. So we are constantly like engulfed in our job to the point where sometimes we forget about family um, or relaxation for ourselves. It is a go, go, go world. And as we continue to advance in our world, things get more expensive. So then it's like, I have to work harder or I need to work another job or I need to make more money somehow. And we're constantly filling up those gaps of time where we say, Hey, I got more time in the day, but no, we really don't have more time in the day because realistically that time of the day is either when you need to sleep, eat, or actually relax. So what's happening is more and more, um, self-care is being forgotten. Um, more and more people and actually younger, like high schooler and even elementary kids are being diagnosed with anxiety disorder and you're saying, well, how, how do high schoolers have anxiety disorder? Well, believe it or not, it's very possible for them because let's go from the beginning. All right, think about it. Parents work a lot. They're busy. They're not home. These kids are solo trying to figure life out. Parents work a lot. There's tension. They separate. These parents experience separation, divorce. And that's kind of, if you guys didn't read my blog, thequeenbuzz.com on Friday, it was all about divorce and how it's okay. Um, you know, pressure to get in great colleges because parents can't afford it. So these kids are harboring what we as parents are putting on top of them. We're not spending as much family time. Like I can't tell you how much I made it a huge deal. I told my husband that every Sunday, because he used to work Sundays and it would kill me. I said to him, every Sunday is family day. We need to figure it out. We need to find you a job where you don't work on Sunday because it's family day. And I don't care if it's literally five minutes where we're not chasing after the baby and we hug, kiss, and then we go back to chasing the baby, but we need that We need that family time. We need to just detox, de-stress, do it all. So that's a lot. Like that's a lot of stuff that I just said and you think about it and now you're like, "Oh my god, I don't I don't realize this stuff because we're we're on autopilot." Okay? And the reason why I bring up autopilot is because I myself was diagnosed with anxiety disorder. I had no idea. Okay? And I think a lot of it stemmed from after I gave birth to my son because um, you know, at first you think it's like, oh, it's hormonal. You're just going through changes because you do. Your hormones as a mother, pre, post pregnancy, it's a lot. But then, I mean, we're talking about a year later and I had my first anxiety attack. I had no idea what it was. And now I'm saying to myself, and I realized, oh my God, like I live a lot of my life on autopilot, meaning you literally push aside how tired you are. You literally push aside how you feel. Like, let's say you had a really rough day, but you say, got to push it aside. I've got to do this. I've got to get this done. I got to do that. And you're just constantly piling on so much more that at the bottom is your sadness, your hurt, or whatever it's your feeling. And eventually you just stack on these textbooks of chores to do that it just slams down on your true feelings. That explodes. And then so does your body. So, Pre-anxiety, believe it or not, folks, 
is, you know, it's because of the stress. It's the triggers. And we we say that word a lot. And I think we need to understand that a little more, like what's a trigger? And I feel stress. And be very careful. And I am always very careful not to confuse you're having a stressful day with I'm having anxiety. Because let me tell you something, pre-knowing I have anxiety disorder, I had no idea. And when someone would say I'm stressed oh, or this gives me anxiety, I think I actually said it myself too. And a student, believe it or not, actually brought it up to me and says, but do you really have anxiety? And I was like, well, what do you mean? And this student was like, you say it, but do you have it? Because I do, and I know it's very different from what you're experiencing. And not to say this student was right, wrong, yes, no, schooling me. That wasn't the case. I'm very happy that this student brought it to my attention because pre-anxiety attack and pre-understanding, I said to myself, oh man, I am saying I have, I feel like I'm having anxiety or, oh my God, like it gives me such anxiety. And I wasn't. And then those people that really do experience anxiety, am I making them feel like their anxiety is not such a big deal? Because it is a big deal. Now, again, there's this constant like the difference between stress and anxiety. So having a stressful day, experiencing stress means that you're piling on way too much in your 24-hour span. And if you think about it, you have to take out anywhere from seven to nine hours out of that 24 period because that's where you should be sleeping. Now, some people will say they can sleep for five hours and they feel great or four hours and they feel great. But then you really have to ask yourself, in that time like period, four or five hours, are you getting the adequate amount of sleep that you really need to function properly without taking a huge cat nap in the afternoon? Okay. So then you start to dwindle down if you're at work. So I work eight hours at a day. So now I'm subtracting my seven hours I sleep. I'm subtracting my eight hours. So I have 15 hours out of 24 hours gone. And then in those hours left, what am I doing? Am I piling on more tasks? Am I piling on more things to do? Or do I have a spot where I can say, this is where I exercise? Okay, because exercise is great for stress. Or this is where I sit down for 20 minutes and read a book. Um, I write. And listen, I know some people say, oh, well, sitting on the computer is relaxing for me. Okay, well, if you're typing maybe a, a post, like an article, or you're doing something where you're productive productive in a way, but like the computer should not be your go-to relaxation. It definitely should not. You should try to pull away from technology, especially since most of our jobs today are so engulfed in the technology world. And I think back to pre-super technology speed, plug in your modem and your computer, get the dial tone and wait like five minutes to get on the internet. I see sometimes myself getting so frustrated with how long it takes sometimes to open a page. And I'm like, oh my God, I need to stop. So try to step away from technology, okay? That shouldn't be part of your relaxation period. Stress is going to be around us at all times. It comes in high forms, low forms. Stress does cause anxiety, so I'm not saying it doesn't, but I'm just trying to separate the categories for a second before we get into triggers, okay? So one thing, just be very careful If you are not someone who does experience anxiety, please just be careful when you say, oh, this gives me such anxiety. It is very different, okay? Feeling stress is super, super different from anxiety. I will say that as someone who's experienced anxiety attack, and I hope to 
God, that I never experience that again. I feel for those who experience it to a larger scale because it is the scariest feeling in the world. Yes, it does feel like a heart attack. Yes, you can't control your body. And um, it's it's not something that I want to feel ever again. So when it comes to stress and truly understanding stress, look at it as you are a freshman in high school, you visit every class for the first time, and you're carrying around every textbook for that class. And you guys know those science textbooks are humongo, right? Okay. Um, huge. So you're carrying it around all day. You're trying to get through the hallways with tons of kids. You're trying to make it to your classes. You have organization in your mind. You have, I need to be prepared. I'm going to be late. That's stress. Anxiety would be that every time you went to the class, you were late. There were no more seats. You had to hold your books the entire class period. Everyone's staring at you, all eyes on you. You keep dropping your books. You have to hold them. It, it, it's it's very similar to a sense where you feel like you just want to collapse and break down and you just don't want to be in that moment. All right. So now with stress, what are triggers? Okay. We say, we say that word and we're starting to understand them more. What are triggers to feel the stress? It could be as easy as you go to put your seatbelt on and it doesn't lock in and it comes and whacks you in the face and then it hurts. You might yell at the seatbelt <laughs> and then you just, you have that feeling for the rest of the day like, oh, like it really hurts. It's so stupid. That's could be like your basic form of stress. Um, arguing with a significant other, arguing with a sibling, okay? That can really set the tone for your day. It'll just be weighing heavy on you. I always say that stress to me, and this is how I've learned to tell the difference between the stress and my anxiety, stress to me feels like I have a friend of mine sitting on my shoulders, like if you were at a concert or something, all day. And it's just pushing down on me and I feel like I'm just sinking into the floor and I can't push it up, all right? So triggers can be, again arguments. Um, traffic is the worst. Now I have to drive on a super busy highway. I am never against traffic. I am always with traffic. I mentioned this in my last podcast and what I found to help me. So I'm not stressing out because people are going to cut you off. People are going to give you the finger. People are going to be inappropriate. I can't stand it. It's like, why? Why? Why can't you just use a blinker or that is my pet peeve. Like use a blinker or the best is I have those sensors on my mirror, which I think every car should be equipped with. So when you go to get over, if someone is in the um, blind spot or they're too close, it's yellow or red and it alerts you. So I put my blinker on, they're not, it's not lit up. They are so far back and then they speed up, they slam on their horn and I'm like, why? Like, where are we going? We're doing 25 on a major highway because there's so much traffic. Like, where are we going? So for me, a trigger is traffic. And I think that's going to be everyone's traffic because the thing that stinks about that, it sets the tone to where you're stressed driving. You might be late to work. And then everything you feel like is just like falling down the hill, rolling on top of you. So what I've done is I literally listen to um, on Sirius, the spa channel. And sometimes that doesn't work because it's just like... <laughs> doesn't work. But the thing, and it seems so silly, I take my latte with me that I make at home and I take with me to work and I sip it throughout my drive because the latte to me is calming. It's soothing. It's relaxing. It's warmth. 
And that's something that works for me. I'm not saying that works for everybody, especially if you drive a manual car. I used to drive manual. That would never work unless you have like one of those super duper extending straws. That would never, ever work. Um, Other triggers could be like someone just staring at you awkwardly. I know that seems like, wait, why? Because maybe then for the rest of the day, you're like, did I spill something? Did I forget to zip my fly? Am I wearing two different color socks? So like these little things, these triggers are what can ignite stress. And what happens is then let's say you are late to work. You're running around. You have 50 million things to do. Someone says to you, are you okay? And you say, I'm fine. Oh my God. That is a trigger, believe it or not, to me. When someone says, I'm fine. And I know my husband's listening and he's like, you say that all the time, Dina. You always say you're fine. And I know I do because I think more now I'll be a little more blunt, but pre-understanding anxiety and stress level with myself, I used to just say I'm fine because I, not that I had too much pride and I couldn't say I wasn't okay, but I always felt like with my new best job in the world as a mom and with everything I do, I always felt like I could handle everything. I felt like I can do this on my own. I don't need help. But I then started to realize I do need help and I need to need to be a little more honest with myself and a little more like frank that, yes, I do need the help and no, I'm not fine. And and that just comes with time. So I totally get people who are independent like I am. You know, you're strong, you're willed, you just, you want to do everything on your own, but it is okay to say you're fine. So when I ask someone who obviously looks stressed out, looks like they're going to cry, or looks like they're having a bad day and they say, I'm fine. I'm like, no, you're not. Stop lying and let's be honest. And again, that is part of my personality. Maybe it's not the best way to approach it, but I'm always, afraid that someone is going to experience the levels of stress that I do because I would bottle everything up. And that was in the podcast last week. Like, you know, just let it out, let it go. Don't be that person that bottles things up and breathe. Like I'm legit talking a mile a minute right now and I'm saying, breathe, Dina, breathe, like relax. So (laughs) I'm going to take a little self-care mental minute here. Take a deep breath. (sighs) That did feel good. That did feel good. If you didn't do that, do it that with me. I'm like, do that with me. And uh, yeah, I'll be right back after this message. All right, so we are back. If you didn't take your mental minute uh, breather, let's do it right now. I don't know. That just feels great. It, it does. It just does. Maybe it doesn't feel great to you. And if if you're eating, don't take a mental minute breather because (laughs) your food's going to be all over the place. All right. So we're going to wind down this podcast um, with the last topic of how to deal. Now, I am not saying I am a doctor or I have the fix or the medicine or the recipe on making stress go away because realistically, when it comes down to it, we are the ones, you, you listening right now, you are the one that creates your own stress. So if you are the one creating it, you are the only one that is going to have to understand it, okay? And you are going to be the one that is going to have to find your remedy for it. Now, obviously, there's going to be things that we can as a general way fix. So obviously, a stressor would be that your boyfriend, girlfriend, significant other has called it quits. So obviously, we've all been there. We've all experienced it. But here's where it could go wrong, folks. Okay? Here's where it goes wrong. You can give your advice and the one who is experiencing it can listen. 
but every single person experiences stress, experiences happiness, sadness, anger differently. And also, how do I say this? Um, We deal with it very differently. There are people who will hear you out and say, you know, they say, it's okay. You're going to find someone. You're going to do great. And, you know, everyone's like, thank you. Okay. And then there's people who just say, no, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Stop saying it. We're going to deal with it very differently. So it's good to have people to lean on. It's great to have people who give you positive vibes and help you see the outcome better, but they can't help you find the true outcome because it is you that is going to be the one that's going to have to break it apart. Now, even if you completely dissect and tell everyone exactly what happened in your relationship, who said what, who said this, who said that, the realistics, the truth, you as the person still have to be the one to take everything, sit with it, and figure it out. And I know that's like, that's annoying, that's painful, I don't want to do it because realistically, we just want someone to tell us the answer, okay? I totally get it. Like when my husband says to me, okay, so what do you want for dinner? I don't know. Like I don't want to figure it out. I want you to figure it out. Like that's too much for me (laughs) and it's really not. But the same thing goes with our stress. So when you experience something, whether you have to get a journal, I'm huge on journaling, okay? Um, Whether you have to have an app on your phone where you can write down triggers or things that bother you or if it's something like mentally that you can store – You have to be the one to go backwards after the incident happens and figure it out. So it's much like if you are a police officer, okay, and you have to go to the scene of the crime. You don't, let's say a car accident happened. You weren't there to see it. You don't know how it's going to happen. So what you have to do is you have to hear sides of the story, right? And then from those stories, you have to figure out some type of scenario and come up with a solution. Now, the person who was in the car accident clearly knows what happened. The police officer is hearing the story. So the police officer is like your friend that you lean on and you tell the stories. They're going to give you advice. They're going to write up an outline of what happened. But it's you, the person who was in the car accident, that has to figure out how this happened. Um, You know, were you texting on your phone? Were you not paying attention? Or did the person legit really just cut you off? And that happens all the time. And then you have to figure out how you're going to deal with the situation. Because like I said, again, every single person feels, looks, acts, speaks different. We have to stop giving generic information, okay? It's just like in the world of medicine. Like here, here's the generic brand. Give it a try. Give it a whirl. Like it might work for you, but it's not going to work for the other person. So when I say how to deal, yes, Take your friend's advice. Yes, listen to a therapist if you have to go. You know, therapy is a beautiful thing. Um, Find groups that you can speak to, whether it's online or, you know, a church group or whatever it may be. But ultimately what it comes down to is you need to be the one to take that advice and find out how to make it work for your own. I would love to sit here and say that I can predict your future and tell you exactly what to do, but I can't do that. Even if you go to a psychic and they tell you what your future is, you still have to be the one to take that information and find out if it's truly going to be the path you choose to take because everything is not objective in this world. It's very subjective. You can be told to do this and then you change your path and then all of a sudden it's a different outcome. 
feel like I should write a book on that. Instead, I'll just have my podcast here. So when it comes to stress, okay, stress, what stress? I'm fine. No, 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 please, please. Like I said, it's okay to feel stress. Um, It's okay not to understand it. I probably don't understand half of the stresses I have. I think most of the stress comes from just me putting it on myself. And that's also something hard. Okay. That's hard for people to say you are your own stressor because whether you make things bigger than they are, or whether you make it seem like it's the end of the world, if it doesn't happen, sometimes you are your worst enemy. But like I said, it's not okay to ignore it by ignoring stress, by just bottling it up and not really bringing it to life can actually do more harm to yourself. So sit down with that today. Whether it's today um, because it's family day and you can talk to a family member or a close friend, whether throughout the week you're going to make a little checklist and once something happens, you're going to write down, okay, so why was I stressed? Ugh, I left the house late. Uh, Why was I stressed? My food didn't taste good. Yeah, that happens. You can get stressed from food being gross because then it's like you're hungry for the rest of the day and just jot things down. And then what I like to do with that list is I like to look it over and sometimes I laugh at myself because I'm like, was that really worth stressing? Or, ooh, you know what? I got to be careful because that really stressed me out. So maybe I'm going to leave for work 15 minutes earlier. I'll get in another extra jam from the 90s on my way to work. I'll enjoy my latte a little bit longer and I won't be so stressed. And really just bring it to life. Again, I'm a visual learner, hence why I write things down. Um, you have to be the one to understand what your stress is by finding a way to capture it in its moment, in its time, looking at it, see what caused it, and then dissecting it and finding a way to fix it. So you're pretty much like an investigator for your own health and wellness, which seems kind of interesting and kind of cool. And, you know, if you can map it out and figure it out, then maybe stress won't be such a huge trigger into your other parts of your life. And again, it's okay to not be fine. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. I promise. I got to stop saying that too. I got to admit. Oh, so um, yeah, that was episode eight guys, 26 minutes. Sorry. We went a little longer than usual, but I feel like it was a good topic to talk about, especially after last week's episode and you know, all the other ones. Um, so moving forward for next week, I already have mapped out a bunch of great episodes coming your way. Um, I wrote about divorce on my blog, thequeenbuzz.com this past Friday, and I didn't realize how many people reached out or DM'd me about the topic and thank you for writing that and, you know, thank you for understanding And someone said to me that they are so in love with the fact of seeing and other moms talk to them about how my podcast and how my blogs have been helping people. And I never knew like that was the case. Like when I wrote my book, I didn't realize it was going to be a helping book for others going through what I went through. And now I'm like, this is like, this is what I want to do. Like, I'm not saying I'm a doctor. I'm not saying I'm a professor of love, marriage, divorce, relationships, kids. I'm not saying I'm going to be the A plus person to look through. I'm sorry, look for, but meaning that I've gone through a lot of ups and twists. And because remember, there's no downs in life. There's only going up. I'm just being real. I'm just letting you guys know like what happened to me, how to deal. And if it doesn't work, then, you know, just say, okay, I just wasted 20 something odd minutes. I'll never listen to her again. And then if it does work, then share this with your friends, follow, like, love, subscribe, because the more that you guys give me feedback, the more you give me reviews, I love reviews, then I know that I'm helping you or doing a good job or whatever it may be. 
And the fact, like I said, guys, that I am being heard all over the world right now, Ireland, Sweden, Brazil, France, and the States, oh, Australia as well. This is so cool. Like, I love this. I love this. It makes me really appreciate and love what I do. So again, if you guys loved this podcast or any of my other episodes, make sure you subscribe, share, let the world know furthermore how fabulous 4.0 in life is every Sunday, 12 noon. And remember, this is Sunday, relaxation day. And if you are working, just take a deep breath here and there. And remember, the most beautiful thing in this world is the fact that you wake up every day alive with your health and your wellness. All right. So enjoy the rest of this beautiful Sunday. I will listen to whatever you have to say. So send it my way, thequeenbuzz.com. Otherwise, next Sunday, 12 noon. Let's do this, guys. 